Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. I am Janelle, and I'm just so happy today to bring you this uh, astonishing guest that said yes at the last minute, uh, Kayla, Kayla Craig. And for those of you watching on YouTube, and she's bringing to us her new book, To Light Their Way, a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. I'm smiling so big. My face hurts already. And we just started because when I saw her face pop on uh, Zoom for our YouTube uh, video, I just, I'm just so overwhelmingly happy to meet you, Kayla. Welcome. Welcome to today's Heartlifter. You Heartlifter. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are, you are just such a joy. So it's, it's a gift to be here. Oh, uh, well, it really, I mentioned before that um, I met you through Amy Anderson, um, beautiful, unhurried presence herself. And when yeah. we were recording our first episode, um, we were talking and she mentioned your name and, and acted as if I knew all about your new book <laughs> to light their way. And I was like, you've got to stop talking and tell me who this woman is. <laughs> <laughs> to know about this book. Oh. So she did. And um, Amy was actually the inspiration for this whole holiday journey, unhurried mm. holiday. And as she and I were talking, which is what I love about this podcast medium is that you know, we just meet the most incredible women and they just knit mm. and men too. Um, mm. But one just introduces me to another, to another. And so when yeah. I reached out to you, I just was shocked that you said yes. And so quickly. Oh. So. <laughs> well, I'm happy to, happy to do it. So this book to light their way, first and foremost, the title just takes my breath away and I'm an author myself. So I know the power of titles. Could you share <laughs> just a little bit like where this title came from? Yes, to light you know, their way. Um, I was talking with my editor and she's like, you know, we're hearing a lot from our team over here at the publisher. These prayers kind of follow a more almost poetic beat sometimes. And so we want that to be shown. We want that to shine through in the title. And so we just kind of thought about different imagery that is in the book oh. and in the language that comes out a lot, thinking about, you know, God's word as a lamp to our feet, lighting the way, Jesus yeah. being the light of the world, all these different things. And then we thought about, you know, what happens when we pray and it's just kind of illuminating in a lot of ways. And so I feel really grateful for a team that helped me kind of land on to light their way. Yeah. It's good to have a good team. And I love mm -hmm. that right now, when you see this on YouTube, the light is just flooding in your room. <laughs> flooding. So let it flood. And just so, I mean, we want to see your face, but it is uh, kind of uh, beautiful how the light is definitely shining through uh, onto your face in this uh, beautiful episode. I love it so much. So you, you wrote these prayers. First, tell us the, the story behind like why written prayers. 
Um, in my own journey, there have been times in all of our lives where coming up with the words is really hard. Like it just feels like there are no words sometimes in, in really difficult moments of our lives and also really beautiful moments where we're just overwhelmed and, and gratitude or joy. And it's like, how do I even put words to what my heart is feeling, what my soul is holding, what my body is experiencing. And, um, when my daughter, she has down syndrome and has some other medical and special needs. And she was in the hospital Mm. with a virus that just overtook her body and made her very, very, very sick. And it was very unexpected. Yeah. She She was very little and um, ended up having to go on life support and just was mm. getting pretty much all the intervention that the doctors had available. And it was, it was so scary. And it was like, we were just living this, this nightmare and we had a wonderful community surround us. And so many people were saying like, I'm praying for you, but I just didn't have the words, you know, like yeah. <laughs> really ha- having these really rough struggles, these tensions, this wrestling with the Lord, you know, like what, what do I even believe? Like, is it all true when it all comes down to it? Like, what do I believe about prayer and about the nature of suffering and of, and of yeah. God and like these very big, big things Huge. while also sitting, you know, amongst the, the beeps and the buzzes and, and all the, the sounds. Yeah. Just the ticking the whole of the clock. experience and yes. just, just sitting with her in wait as she's in this very thin mm-hmm. space. And I'm also a podcaster and mm-hmm. sometimes people send you their books and it's such a fun, special oh. thing. And so I received a book in the mail, um, that really wasn't coordinated to what I was going through at all, but yet, you know, God is in all things and yes. it was, it really met me um, where I was and gave me something to hold on to. And the words of another became my own prayers. Yes. And it was a book um, of that, prayers, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. A book of prayers. And so being able to hold on to those mm-hmm. gave me that little mustard seed of faith, you know, that I needed yeah. and knowing I wasn't the first person to pray these prayers. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the last. And there was just a comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a shared connection. It's that right. um, quantania, you know, it's, it's the, mm. the shared connection of generations. And I think, you know, for, I don't know, Kayla, you're a whole lot younger than me, but, um, back in the day, you know, reading prayers written in a book wasn't really what you did. Right. You know, it, it wasn't, uh, at least for an interim, I don't know, century or however long, how many decades, mm-hmm. And so I am so thrilled to see liturgy coming back and you call yourself a modern liturgist. So what, Mm -hmm. explain to us, you know, what that actually means and why, why that's important for such a time as this, because there is a reason Mm -hmm. I truly believe, like I I love Aaron Nequist. There's so many um, beautiful men and women that are now returning to bringing Mm -hmm. us you know, liturgy and liturgies. And so yeah. if you could just help us understand that, because this might be new yeah. for some of Right. It yeah. is. Yeah. Depending on your faith mm-hmm. tradition and right. background, you know, I've talked with a lot, a lot of folks who are like, honestly, in my tradition, it's like kind of shied away from to, to read the words of another, to pray another person's words. Like, Without is that really coming 
from your heart, the wellspring of who you are, if you're not kind of spontaneously praying. And, you know, the beautiful thing about prayer is that we can approach it from so many different angles and we have so many different kind of tools in our toolbox because God is already having this conversation with us. I believe like the divine is having an ongoing conversation with us every day, all the time. And sometimes we just need to enter into it. Like, well, you know, we need to slow down and and to listen. Um, That's the key right there. Slow down. Listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listening and slowing down. And those are also very difficult (laughs) to do. Even when the whole Uh, world slowed down, it was people couldn't slow down. Even no, always. Yeah. Always scrolling, doing, thinking, speaking, um, and I, and I am like the first front of the line of yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I kind of grew up in a tradition that didn't have a lot of, of written prayer of liturgy. Um, but I realized it was so anchoring to me. And then I got yeah. a little more drawn into the liturgical yeah. year, um, which some people call the Christian year, the church yes. calendar, but it's really just these beautiful rhythms of, you know, observing the life of Christ. And it's this uniting, you know, just like we were talking about before this communal factor mm-hmm. of the body of Christ across, you know, yeah, global so connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Country, religion, like tradition, denomination, mm-hmm. um, just so many different things. And so, yeah, common it ground. Has been, yes. So much common common ground. And, um, I heard somebody say that liturgy is like the prayers of the people. And Mm. it really is such a simple yet profound way to describe how I view, you know, liturgy liturgy is this common shared prayer where we can enter into it. And it's not even that you're necessarily praying the words of another anymore. It's that the words are are your prayers too. And so that's my hope in the prayers that I write and then to light their way. I talked with a lot of different parents going through a lot of different situations and background, um, things that I personally haven't gone through, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't just my experience that was mm-hmm. centered, but that so many different parents could find themselves mm. in these prayers and find comfort in knowing that these prayers are rooted in prayers that people have already been praying, are yeah. praying right now and will pray. Mm-hmm. And so you know, when I say liturgy, it's just the shared prayer and but the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, this, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in wordless groans. Like we don't even have to have any words at all. No. Like, there is no, and there one, are times you know, when you don't. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, um, that's kind of, that's kind of my hope and, and the way that I define, um, liturgy. When did you, um, define yourself or were you defined as, or when did you decide, you know, this, cause I know those moments when you go, this is really what I do. This yeah, is really yeah. what I believe God breathes his life in me to do. And that would be mm-hmm. to be a modern liturgist. So mm-hmm. can you share how that evolved for you? Yeah. Did you place that title? Like mm-hmm. in, as your pat, like that is what I do. in one of those aha moments of of clarity. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I started an Instagram account because there was one night when I was just up praying for my kids. I have four kids. They're all you very do have different. Four. Yes. Um, yes. And they, and what's their just, ages real quick. I love to know. Um, five 
and then so I have two that are four months apart via birth and adoption. And so one just turned six. So I have a five-year-old, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Um, You're a busy girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So never a dull moment. Two dogs no. as well. <laughs> That's right. And a husband who's a pastor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they all have very different personalities, different struggles, different joys you know, just different stories of how they even joined our family, whether it yeah, was that's beautiful. through, you know, bi- biology or adoption. And, um, I just found myself praying, God, there's so much that I need to be praying. And mm-hmm. I just felt overwhelmed with these different, you know, needs. And I just had this moment of almost like distilling, like really what all of my prayers boil down to is that they would love you, God with all their heart and soul and mind and strength yes, and that they I would love, love their neighbor as themselves. Yeah. That's right and, in the beginning. And that's, yes. I love the way that you clarified that right away. Um, yeah. Right, like right that, from the get go. Yep. That's just the anchor point of, of yeah. everything um, that all these prayers are an outpouring of. And I, so I started an Instagram account and it was early 2020. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe other people might find comfort in these prayers that I have been praying and writing. And so I started sharing them and little did I know that the whole world, like I was thinking everybody's really overwhelmed and tired at the beginning of 2020. (laughs) Like nobody knew what was coming for us. You know, the world has changed and changed again. And, and it's just, it's so heavy. And I think, a lot of parents, a lot of moms and dads, you know, depending on what they have one child, so many, whether they have babies or they're expecting, or they have kids going off to college, whatever it is, like we just needed somebody to like be with us. Yes. yes. Sit with us. And there mm-hmm. was just kind of this offering Light the way. Mm-hmm. of, if you don't have the words to pray, take mine. Because yes. I don't have the words to pray so many times and we can be together even, you know, when we're apart. And so that's kind of when I started sharing that. And then I think, you know, people had called me, well, you're, you're, you're a liturgist. That's what you're doing. That's what, that's right. and it's like, well, I guess, oh, okay. you know, that sounds really fancy, but sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so true. But oh, so true. I'm going to read. Can I read a couple of prayers? Oh, yes. Or yeah. if you have the book, you can read them. Uh, the no, book. I would love to okay. hear. So right in the cover, right in the beautiful cover. of oh, It's such a lovely book, too. <laughs> you have to be so proud of it. <laughs> Kayla writes on the very, very front. May all your life be a prayer, a holy kiss atop sticky foreheads and matted curls. May all your life be a prayer, learning each day afresh what it is to see God in you and God in your neighbor. May all your life be a prayer, an offering of presence and peace, an offering of presence and peace poured out and replenished between parent and child. May all your life, your fantastic, dirty, messy, holy life be a prayer. 
So stunning. Where were you when you wrote that? Were you in a grocery store line? Were you at a soccer practice? Where were you? <laughs> oh, I, um, I wrote this book really in the margins of my real life, I'm you sure. know, like in my kitchen Island in my backyard where the kids were jumping on the trampoline in the early mornings and the late nights. But I do remember I wrote this, um, a family in our church had a little cabin on a little lake here in Iowa and I had to finish my manuscript, you know, it was coming mm-hmm. up and I, um, was sitting outside and it just was a moment of peace and I wanted to be able to try to offer that to others. So, well, what a beautiful vision to know that you were yeah. sitting by the water, you yeah. know, and just in a moment of peace yourself mm-hmm. when your life is crazy with four kids and all the yes. things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, may your life be a prayer. And I love it that it's a top sticky foreheads and matted curls. It's It's so true. That's Mm -hmm. such a sense of contentment. Mm. I think that's maybe what, why my heart leap, you know, leapt for joy Mm. when I, when it came in the mail and I held it and I was like, gosh, this is just, ah, just infuses contentment. It really does. It infuses contentment and, and just in my work with trauma and clients and trauma informed, um, lives, um, that is the prize at the end of the work is to feel a sense of ease inside of your body. Cause when you, when you've been a child and you've grown up in a state of dis-ease in a state where your home is not safe and secure, you know, I, I think that's maybe what I love most about it is um, it's a training manual as well, you know, on how to pray when you don't know how to pray. So I have two thoughts and I, I'm so curious in the writing process, like did the Instagram, this is off, this is just like an interest question, but did the Instagram then lead to the fact that, oh, I'm going to write a book like or were you contacted to write the I, book? It's so, I'm it's so interesting how like the timing yeah, all right. kind of came in. My background is in journalism mm-hmm. and I've been um, a writer for a long time. Yeah. And it was around this time where I really started thinking these prayers might be an offering to give mm-hmm. to more than just, you know, Instagram. myself. Yeah. Oh yes. Right. And so I started the Instagram, but it was like, like the same week that I had some publishers reach out to me and they had seen my work and other things. I had written some litanies for a book. Um, So litanies are a prayer to be prayed together. So like a liturgy that you pray together, kind of like a call and response. Well, I didn't Um, know this. I haven't researched enough. Tell me what that book is. So that book is called, yeah, let me see. I think I have it right here. Oh, how fun. Um, It is called Rally. Rally. And it's a collection um, of prayers that are kind of focused. It's both a cry of action and comfort for our anxious souls. And um, it's kind of rooted in it's for lovers of Jesus and justice. And so anyway, I had written some litanies for Advent and for Lent. Um, And so anyway, I had been approached by um, a couple different, different publishers. And then I was like, you know, I kind of feeling led toward and have energy Mm -hmm. toward, um, like 
I don't, I haven't seen anything like this no, out there. No, not, um, mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. not, not specifically for parents really rooted in the world that we live in today. Yeah. Not liturgies um, for sure. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of how that came to be. Plus it's just what I think, you know, I'm just going to keep fangirling myself. Um, <laughs> But in the beginning of each of your sections, so let me just read these sections just quickly. Let me flip the page because I've got a hundred little pages. So you have it in different parts and you have prayers for family milestones, prayers for ordinary moments, prayers for times of transition, prayers for a weary world, prayers for the parenting journey, prayers for nurturing faith and character, prayers for holidays and holy days, which I love. Breath prayers, which uh, yes. Amy and I, Amy and I just talked about that. And I have just fallen in love with breath prayer. Like, um, just, oh, I used to I think create it's just like, we, we need that. We need that to hold on to in this time. Something. It's simple, but yet yes. it's like writing. I, when I taught writing for years to junior high and high school, homeschooled students, I loved writing haiku. And I felt like haiku, I would write as my prayers. That was before Mm, I ever even had heard of or known of breath prayers. So I feel like they're very integrated. Mm. And I feel like um, haiku forces you as do breath prayers, as do even writing your prayers, like poetry to be very concise. Right. Distilling mm, it down. Yes. Yes. Because my vision, Kayla, and it has been this way for a very long time. And through COVID, it's become even more clear. And even in my own life and in my work over the last 12 years, I've just seen families become so disconnected and so disintegrating all over the place. And you know, the church that we have present with us here in the States is fantastic and all of that. But what I most have wanted to see and what I have longed for, even back in the days when I was in charge of children's ministry was, can we just gather in our living room with our own family? You know, can that be our small group? Can we disciple our own children? You know, my husband and I, 37 years of marriage, you know, and it's like our kids are 35 and our twins 31. And, you know, it's like, we didn't know what we were doing back then. We both came from alcoholic homes. We really didn't know what we were doing, but my husband knew enough to like, just make us all gather on a bed or sit on the couch and just say, at least say the our father, like Mm. we need to start doing this right? as a family unit and not depend on youth group or Christian schools or all good things, somebody else to disciple our children. We need our home to be that. And, you know, we didn't, we made mistakes and of course we're imperfect as all of us are, but I think that's what your book also, I think calls to me and to my mama heart is that you're calling us home and you're equipping parents who don't feel equipped. That's what I usually hear from them. I wouldn't even know where to start. They usually say, I wouldn't even know where to start. What do you mean? Bring all of me as a family. 
Like right. that is the reaction that I get. Yeah. You know, like, and in, in, when I'm working with a family system, I'm like, well, the first thing I want you to do is start eating a meal together. What, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I, that's awkward. That's so uncomfortable. I hear that all the time. And I've seen mm-hmm. that increasing, not getting better, but increasing. Oh, and you would have thought that COVID, you know, might have yeah. turned the tables a bit on that, but I just didn't know if you had an opinion on that type of family discipleship or yeah. family. Like, do you see that in the way that I'm seeing it, that moms and dads can yeah. sit down? And, and that is, you know, that is my hope is that this would just be this, this help and this resource to yeah. parents because we, you know, we can say things, we can think things, but if we're not like actively embodying it and doing it in our, in our lives and our own Mm -hmm. real life experiences with each other, Mm -hmm. um, then then we're losing so much, you know? And so it's like, how, how does our parenting become a prayer of its own? How do we live into our values into the world that we want? our kids to inherit and how does that begin you know with us um Mm -hmm. with with a shared meal with like creating a space where kids are loved valued Mm -hmm. and know their belovedness and and like we care for our own inner child as well right oh we do I think that was what we were doing yeah yeah reparenting ourselves for sure exactly exactly and we're all trying to figure it out and there Mm -hmm. is no magic plan one right answer as much as we could and so this is just hopefully like a guide you know like one Mm -hmm. spot to help you as you're journeying along together yeah I love that I love that I'm gonna read do you mind can I read another poem oh no please do I can wait and do it when when we're done but I just thought it would be fun to do it when you're with us and get your response so the breath prayer, I actually, as I reached out to you last week, I did a whole podcast with your, several of your breath prayers already. You gave me permission and I was so grateful. You actually gave me forgiveness because I did it without asking. And then I was like, no, oh. you know what? These prayers are meant to be, meant know, to be I prayed. Like, I should have asked permission. Oh my goodness. I totally forgot. Oh my gosh. But you have this um, beautiful breath prayer on page 191. And the reason that I love it is, is also because um, this can be a litany, a group litany as well, you know, I think for when you want to praise. So let's say mom and dad are going, I wouldn't even know how to start anything with my kids, you know? And when Rob and I, my husband started, you know, our twins were, I think three or two, yeah, the real little and you know, my son would be doing somersaults and yep, you know, it yep. That's anything, right. but like, yes, like a prayer time, you know, it did not look like a prayer time. Uh, so for when you want to pray, so this is a breath prayer. Kayla has a whole litany of breath prayers in the back and I am immersed in them every day right now. So with a breath prayer, why don't you explain a breath prayer to us? If you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Well, and this, you know, this is similar to to liturgy, right? Like everybody has their own approach to it, but the approach that has been most comforting to me, at least in this season of life that I'm in is to root them in scripture. Um, because there's a lot of wonderful like meditations Mm -hmm. and like affirmations that kind of center your breath, but I really wanted to be able to like pray 
through scripture, um, just as something to keep me rooted, you know? And so that's where the breath prayers, um, come from. They are all either directly pulled or like very much inspired by what we see in the Bible. Um, and it's simply, you breathe in, you inhale, and on a breath, you know, you either say it or just meditate on this like very short one line. And then you can hold your breath as long as you need to hold it for. And then you just exhale. Um, and I'm sorry if you hear a child in the background. Oh, I don't know. Our doorbell have, just I have, rang. So <laughs> I have four, four children right now doing virtual school. So it's always just a little bit wild over here. I love it though. Um, <laughs> really were the happiest days of my life. So, <laughs> so that, this is really why I need the breath prayers. There's always chaos. Uh, but just an yes. inhale and then an exhale and you let your breath go. And, um, just, just a, to quick centering, something that, you know, busy parents can do when you're doing pickup, school pickups, when you're commuting, when, you know, you are rocking a baby to sleep, when you're in a waiting room, you know, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Those are something like sometimes you just don't have the margin to sit with a little bit of a longer prayer, like, and mm-hmm. that's just real life. And so these prayers are just an extra way to kind of get into our bodies. Remember that God is with us. Um, yeah. And I I always feel better. So (laughs) always without a doubt, I actually was in the store yesterday and there was this mama with four kids and they were just a wailing and screaming. And then the other day I was in target and this little girl, I know she said a thousand times, if not 10, we were in the toy department because I was looking for something for my grown up kids. And she's like, I want that for Christmas. 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 That that sounds familiar. (laughs) I know. And I was like, if she says it again, you know? And then I was just like, I looked at her mom and I went wrong department, like with the, with the little, you know, and she just laughed and I laughed and I was like, man, that is just precious. But with the mama, with the four kids who were going crazy, I was just wanted to go over and just say, let's just do a breath prayer. Let's just stop in the middle of the grocery store and everybody do a breath prayer. I know that I would have done that had I known how to do it back in the day. We're getting ready to come to checkout where they have everything that's going to make you want everything in the world. So we're just going to do a breath prayer. So this is a beautiful one for when you want to praise. So the inhale, my soul glorifies you, O Lord. Exhale, and my spirit rejoices in you. Your mercy goes on and on. You perform mighty deeds. You bring down rulers and lift the humble. You fill the hungry and send the rich away. You remember to be merciful just like you promised. Kayla writes, this breath prayer comes from the Magnificat. Mary's revolutionary song of praise in Luke 1, 46 through 55. May we incorporate these truths into how we raise our children. It's beautiful. I did a breath prayer with a beautiful 30-year-old woman last week. We were sitting by the river and the sun was shining and we had a very intense uh, session. But at the end of the breath, you know, end of it, our breath prayer, hers, it just came out. She just went, let it be so. That's beautiful. 
And that's, that is a beautiful prayer too. You know, we don't have to overcomplicate. Let it be so, maybe so. You know, sometimes my prayer breath is just like, Jesus be near, you know? God, give comfort. Like there, we can, we can do that, you know, and we can make our own. And that's, you know, one of my hopes of this book is that people would write in the margins and (gasps) circle what works for you and hold it for yourself. Make it, make it your own. These words are yours. I feel like Elf. I mean, it's the holiday season. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I love it. I feel like Kayla Craig's Elf. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Just look at the margins. I think that's what's so beautiful about it. And I will be writing it up. Don't you worry. I'll be writing it for the grandchildren. (laughs) They'll each have their own copy. There will be no doubt about it. Um, But Kayla, as we kind of come to a close here, what is prayer? Like just... Here we are at the threshold of a brand new year. We're closing out a year and we're ushering in a new invitation, you know, and I really do pray that it's one filled with the breath of God for everyone um, that I know in in my community. So, you know, you beautifully describe prayer and I really wanted to give you an opportunity to define for us what prayer is. You do such a good job at it. I just feel like prayer is this beautiful mystery that we get to enter into. And it's almost like it can't even be defined. We can't even explain it with our human words because it's so, so sacred in our ordinary, in, in our everyday lives, you know, and it's just this ongoing dialogue with the God who made us and God's image and loves us so intimately and already knows every cry of our heart every word that we've never said aloud like god knows god loves and our prayer can be changing a diaper it can be standing in line with crying kids yes. the store. you yes. know it can be comforting a neighbor it can it can be our whole lives and i just pray that that my life is a prayer, that it is an outpouring of, of empathy, of compassion, of grace, of mercy, of everything that we know that God gives us and we can live that out and live into that. Um, mm-hmm. So that to yeah. me, that is prayer. And it's, it's beautiful. Have you ever had, and you don't even have to answer, have you ever had an unanswered prayer? And oh. what did you do with that? Like what, if someone's listening and they go, Oh, this is great, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're perhaps really struggling, struggling that they have an unanswered prayer. I think that's where it goes so much to to it being a mystery. And there's so much we don't know. And I know that sometimes it's really easy to fall into this idea that God is a genie in a bottle. And it's like we just give our requests and then they're answered and the way we think. You know, it is. Um, yeah. I've had many unanswered prayers. I've had unanswered prayers in times of grief, deep grief, even this week. And, and wondering, God, you know, like, why? And crying out and not understanding and knowing that I might not ever understand this side of heaven. Yeah. Um, but knowing that entering into dialogue with the yeah. one who knit me in my mother's womb, Mm-hmm. still matters even if it doesn't like have a cause and effect the way I maybe used to think prayer right oh beautiful yes because I do think we it's almost a conditional 
clause, if I pray, then this will yes. happen. Yes. You know, I think that is definitely how I felt schooled for many years. And of course, that's just growing in spiritual maturity and growing right. in emotional health and maturity right. as well. Um, you know, because for me, many of the unanswered prayers have been what have drawn me closer. Right. Uh, you know, when I'm drawn closer to the mystery, I'm drawn closer to the one who holds the mystery. And then it doesn't, it's not a mystery and doesn't matter anymore. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask this and that mm. and the other. And I'm like, I just don't think I'm going to care when I get there. I right, right. I just, yeah. I don't know, the older I get. the Right. And, I, the, you know, in the book, I talk about Kairos, you know, oh, talk God, to us. Yes. God's time um, and, it, and it being kind of like a circle, like it's not linear, like Kronos is our time. It's the way that we mark, you know, what, what we understand time to be. And God is just timeless god is is in all time and all space and it's really it's kind of like mind-bending I, I write about how it's like my kids somehow understand this because they understand the multiverse and the superheroes and like they oh, have yes like, they can teach me about god somehow and god god's timing and and just god's very nature being so much bigger and so much more expansive mm. than than we can even fathom and somehow in that God's very nature is also love and um that's yeah. where the and, wrestling you know, it, comes it's not a band-aid yeah. and it doesn't like replace the very real pain and trauma and grief and mm -hmm. hurt that we all experience and we mm -hmm. all cry out to God and that's why I also tried to make the prayers be very honest mm -hmm. um that the, there are prayers of there are prayers of asking mm -hmm. God, why didn't you answer my prayer? You know, like, yes, why does the wrestling the way the world is? Why do we have the suffering? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but even in that, you know, we can, we can find comfort in a God who's with us, mm -hmm. you know, as we, we finish out the holiday season and work our way through Advent and into the new year, we understand in a new way, Emmanuel, God with us. Yes. And that's why I love the liturgical year because I need to be reminded of it every year. <laughs> yes, I think that's so true. And it gives us those markers, those spiritual mm -hmm. markers that yes. are so anchoring. Like you said in the beginning, you know, the Book of Common Prayer, the Nicene mm -hmm. Creed, these things are anchoring. They've anchored us for generations and generations right. upon generations and will continue to do so. Yes. So I yes. love that they're being called back into the forefront of our faith and that we're being reminded on how important it is in in a time of global trauma yeah. that we're, I know that I know that I know we're being called into a global connection if we will mm -hmm. heed to it, if we will somehow, mm -hmm. somehow slow down long enough to heed it, you know? And what is that invitation gonna mean for our future? You know, so are you, I just see many more <laughs> to light their ways coming forth. Our prayers just flowing yeah, from you. I, they... I am I am just really praying and asking God, like, what next? What now? What do you what would you have of me? How can I best, you know, steward this? Um, and so I hope that I get to continue to write and to, you know not only write out of my own, but get to hopefully honor the um, many experiences of others and help them in 
in in all of our journeys toward you know hopefully raising compassionate caring kids in a very chaotic world yes is there one practice I would just love I think uh, I really have a heart for families that have no idea how to do these things that perhaps didn't grow up you know having any idea um other than beginning with sitting down with to light their way and just saying we're going to start this practice we're going to light a candle we're going to turn everything off and we're going to sit here and it may take months for it to become a rhythm a new rhythm in the family life but is there um, other rhythms that you and your family practice that perhaps our families could adapt Oh, I love, you know, when you mentioned before, I think it's so rooting just to be able to eat together, mm-hmm. um, to try to, you know, even if your schedules seem like that's never going to align, if there's, yeah. even if you're eating happy meals on the floor, that's like that's Lunchables, right. whatever yep. it is, it's the, it's the shared space of being together. Shared space. Yes. You know, breaking bread even yes. if they're goldfish crackers you know yes. but really just spending spending that time and trying to create one rhythm of that I think um can be yeah. so rooting um and in a way that you might not even expect or know and it doesn't mean that there's not chaos and the kid isn't oh there will be doing, somersaults you know cartwheels <laughs> and somebody's gonna spill and it's gonna be wild and you're gonna want to look at your phone you know and there's that's okay, you know, but th- well, this is real life, but we can do real life together. Um, mm-hmm. and one thing I like to ask my kids when I remember it is just, where did you see God today? Um, and Ooh. their answers are incredible. Like they're just, <gasps> I never know what they're going to say. And sometimes the, sometimes it's like sweet or silly, but sometimes it's like, richly profound and I'm like where did that come from and it's just kind of this like you know there's a practice called the examine um but it's kind of like just a little Mm -hmm. bit pulled from that where we take a minute to kind of scan our days and say where did I see God Mm -hmm. could I see God in Mm -hmm. you know the, the the man that was um holding a sign outside asking for money like where did I see God today because yeah. if we believe that God really is among us omnipresent um, yes um yeah yeah so that's that's a question that you can ask at bedtime you can ask at dinner time when you pick them up pick from them up. school or daycare whatever it is while you're um, walking along looking for four-leaf clovers right exactly building exactly. a snowman and that's wherever another, you are um there's a prayer in the book for for going on a walk with each other <gasps> and i just don't um i don't underestimate that and i don't remember where where that is or if i incorporated that in another prayer but i it's in there somewhere um and that came from walks with my kids yeah you start the book out with a parade of prayers and that just threw me in right away and I just thought oh my gosh this is so a darling introduction to the book (laughs) getting to see each one of your children in in such a beautiful uh light of their personality as well you know I just love that so much and I love just the idea of um inviting we are very aware in this community of the examine and so mm-hmm. I don't know, do you have one that's written specifically for children or can you lead us to one or are you going to write one? I don't. <laughs> okay. So if you have one, I would I will. It. I think I will create one for this podcast because yes, I think that could be a great, do. yeah, that could be fun. 
So I will definitely let everyone know where you are, KaylaCraig.com. Um, but I just, as we're closed, this is our, I promise to close here. I, I thank you for the time that you have allowed with all your four kiddos doing virtual school there. Um, what is your favorite holiday tradition? What is your favorite thing? What are you most looking forward to? Well, we just last year started the practice of rolling our own beeswax candles, which is like, what? sounds fancy. It's so easy. We got a kid off Amazon. It's like you get these sheets. Then you warm them up with um, a hair dryer and you just roll them with, and it comes with the wick already. But it's so it's like it feels like you've really done something, but it's so simple. I'm going to do it. I'm going to yes. do it. I was and looking for, we're going to have our own little Christmas Eve service this yes. year uh, when all the kiddos are home. And I thought, let's just oh. stay home and let me practice what I preach. And I've been yes. looking. So we have been doing that. And then every night, you know, my kids think being able to light a candle is like the most powerful thing in the world and so we're the three boys were rotating on who gets to light the advent candles and it's you know we're eating like spaghetti and tacos like it's not fancy but it it suddenly feels so special when you have the light and we're just doing a little reading and my kindergartner you know sounding out the words and it just is like can we can we have this all the time you know freeze frame yeah it's such a a way it's ministering to my heart Mm -hmm. um and it's you know it doesn't mean that you know, it's not messy and chaotic. And sometimes I'm like, stop, don't go near the the flames. (laughs) But um, it's beautiful. And I hope that we continue to do this for years to come. I believe you will. I believe you will, Kayla Craig. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, from everyone in this community, for you being you and for you shining your light so radiantly into the world so that you can help us all light the way of our families to the one true light. So hopefully, hopefully I will see you or talk to you again in life. Uh, But until then, have a blessed, very blessed end of the season here. And as you stand on the threshold of this new year, may it bring you your heart's desire. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.